<laughs> What's up, guys? This is the quad with Chris Young. As always, I am Chris. We got producer Josh. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Haley the Bear. <laughs> yeah, hello. And Ryan from Miami in Nashville. Can I have some of that water, Josh? That looks, good. <laughs> <laughs> that looks really good, actually. It looks very tasty. Core? What is this? Core oh. is the best oh. water out there. We love whoa, them. Whoa, whoa, time out. They aren't sponsoring us yet. If they would like core water, <laughs> if you are a listener, I drink a case a week of this stuff. It I, is I'm intrigued, so good. though. It's perfectly balanced pH purified We're not water. doing a read for this. this is, <laughs> no, oh, my God. And See, it's made from 100% recycled plastic, this bottle. It's good for the environment and the economy. I'm going to go get some core water. I love core water. I mean, now that we're here, whatever. Do you like it? I have have trouble (laughs) drinking enough water. Most people are chronically dehydrated in life in general. Yeah. Not with core. This is the only one where I'm like, no, I'm good. I can drink an unbelievable amount of this. I don't know why. I don't know (laughs) what it has more of or less of or what's going on, but... Goes down so easy. Yep. And I, I've said the same exact thing. I love core water. Well, we love you too, core water. Right. <laughs> like us just as Ladies much. and gentlemen, welcome to the quad. Hi, guys. Core, no, uh, <laughs> very, very um, exciting to have you with us. Thank you. Rye. Good to be here. I love coming in town to see you guys. It's never, you know, easy on the uh, body. <clears> but, uh, on the liver. <laughs> mm. The but, liver. Uh, but the it sleep schedule. It'll, yeah. it'll start to, like become ordinary the wallet (laughs) it's very painful that's that's actually probably the most painful part (laughs) dude it is uh, this is something we've never talked about has nothing to do with our speaking of core our four core things that we talk about Hey. hey there it is um that's what they call a transition oh my god but that's uh very interesting to me depending on where you go Everything is like drastically different in size of cups and purchase price in Nashville. It is very, it has gotten a little bit out of control. Like, do you, do you get offended when you get a small cup from a, a restaurant or bar? I do. Oh, okay, yeah, like, wait, okay. I don't. All right, no, 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 because that that's an that's entitlement. No, <laughs> whatever, I don't think it's entitlement. I just want I want the maximum. I want a bigger cup. You know what I don't want? I don't want the small styrofoam cup. That's what I'm saying. If you're going like to give me a small cup, one? just give me a plastic cup. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. If, you, if you're nice enough to have glass, cool. I'll, I'll have a small glass. Like, And th- this is the other thing, too. I, we're going off on a really big tangent. But you know what? Nashville, here we go. So I, when a Jack and Coke is like $9 somewhere and then somewhere else it's like 14 Hello, Broadway. That's a $5 <laughs> increase on the same drink. I'm like... Now, can what's we just, the cup like, size? Can we get somewhere in the middle? I don't mind that, but people that are ordering, and I feel like because, and this is true, but, uh, sorry, Nashville is the bachelorette capital of the world now. Yes. And number two for bachelors, by the way, well, behind Las Vegas. Yeah. And, and it's crazy to me to think about that now until you start seeing like all the party buses and everything. And I'm not one of those guys that's sitting there complaining about our city becoming a mecca and, and, becoming a, a vacation destination for people. I'm not. My thing is why why do people not know how to order drinks? You you think they would. It's I now. it like and I've seen this done before on like TikTok and reels and stuff, but it's like when someone's like, I'll uh I'll have a a Jack and, and Coke. And they're like, okay, 
Well, first of all, I've seen people walk up and order a Tito's and vodka. Tito's and so vodka. We'll start there. But <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a Jack and Coke. And they're like, but, uh, you know, my last one was a little weak. Make sure to pour it strong. And they'll be like, so you want a double? I was like, yeah, but make it a double tall. And I'm like. Nope. That's that, more mixer. That, same amount just, of alcohol. Yeah, same amount of alcohol. Like. I just got the Tito's and vodka joke, by the way. That oh, just, no. wow. like, just You're now one of them, huh? sank in and registered and go, huh? Okay. As, a, as a bartender, when the person looks at me and goes, yeah, can I get a Tito's and vodka? I just stare at them and they get so offended and they repeat themselves over now, what and about, over what and over about? until I will be just You might as well just there. give them a Tito's and vodka. Just what about? So I'm like, you want straight vodka? They're like, no, I want a Tito's and vodka. And I'm like... Did you hear yourself? Yeah. <laughs> what used to drive me insane was when instead of asking for Jack and Coke, they'd ask for a Coke and Jack. You and always like, no, put the liquor no, before the mixer. Do not do mixer first. No. That Does is not happen. No, no. We're giving everyone a lesson that is going to come to Nashville <laughs> for the bar etiquette of everyone around you. That's, for, no, that's, that's everywhere. It's like it, little things like don't. And this, this should be common sense in a lot of ways, but it's like. Even if it's not at a bar, if it's just at a restaurant, like you don't snap trying to get someone's attention. You don't go, hey, hey, hey. You don't clap at someone. It's it, There's a lot of little things like that. But the, when you start getting into someone saying, I want more alcohol, okay. But understand that like a double tall is not going to be any different than a double short. It's you're, still going to be gonna the same You're going to taste less of, of it. We promise. Yeah. yeah. What if What if we opened a bar, we called it Hamilton's, Every drink is ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, think about it. If you're, and that includes the tax. Like, you do the math in the in the machine, so it's a ten dollar ten dollar thing. I don't hate this. And then you know when you're going out, you're like, oh, I got fifty bucks to spend. That's five drinks at Hamilton's. No, I can no, get, no. Well, it's, it's four, four, pl- drinks, four plus drinks and tips. a tip. <laughs> yes, four drinks and a tip. Oh okay, no, let's just don't even get into that part. <laughs> but in theory, it is five drinks, right? This would. So no matter what, we're taught doesn't matter what you're drinking, it's ten dollars. I mean you would have to carry si- basically you wouldn't carry any premium liquors. You would carry a specific thing for whiskey, a specific thing for vodka, and just carry the the nicest thing you can carry with still having the back end on it. Why wouldn't you just call it like ten bucks? Like the bar's called because 10 bucks. Hamilton's is cooler and then Alexander Hamilton it, is yeah. on the ten dollar bill. Uh, things are not registering with me today. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> yes. All right, until just then, that's two that you've missed. I just We've Nashville. got a lot. We've got a lot longer to go. Nashville on one, Ryan zero. Um, okay, <laughs> moving forward. I think it's like twelve. Zero. I know. <laughs> um, do we want to talk about the poll from last week? We did not do a poll from last week. Uh huh. Because we had people. The hot dog thing. Vote in person. I just wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Again. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I thought I was in trouble for a second. <laughs> no. Nope. I, I was second guessing myself I too. I saw like, terror on your face. That was, like, the, that was the Homer Simpson meme, like backing in. Yeah. One hundred percent. It was more just because uh, we won. Yes, and, we won um, handedly. You guys can win all you want, but a hot dog is still it's a, not sandwich. a sandwich. It's, it's not a sandwich. sandwich. Anyway. And please, please reach out to us. We had a lot of fun doing that live event. If you guys liked how that turned out, we would like to do more of these, I think, unless you guys thought it was terrible, in which case we're I'd, still going to do it honestly, anyway. Honestly, you know what? I would. Like, uh, in the, we'll post a, a photo of the four of us from today and just like jump in the comment section and let us know what you thought. Um, with Bill Cody, obviously, he treated that just as much like an interview for the album. Uh, is he doing anything else? And actually, let's just let's just go to music right now. We can go straight from there. Music. Um, the album is out. Thank you guys so much for an incredible first week. 
Um, I believe I'm not positive, but there was like a streaming record for me personally set this week. Oh yeah. Um, lots of people went and got it. It was absolutely incredible. And I just, uh, appreciate all the love I've been getting from everybody. Cause you, got- you, you talk a lot as, and I've talked to other artists about this too. Anymore. There's, there's so much like kind of snarkiness and trolling and stuff that gets done in like comment sections and reviews. And I mean, we make a joke about <laughs> just go put five stars, but one star, not country in the comment. Um, it's, it's really fun for me to see people loving an album and to see what people have already picked out as their favorite thing, especially with there being 14 songs on this. And I know that a lot of them have already been out there in the wild, quote unquote, but it's really cool to see and just a, a really big launch for me and very much appreciated. Thank you guys. Um, I, I know on all of y'all's socials and with all of our friends, you've been talking about the album. So I really appreciate that. That's something you don't have to do just because we all happen to be friends and do a podcast together. And it means a lot. But you did a great job. It's a fantastic album. Of course, I'm going to blast it. Yeah, if I wasn't friends with you and or had a song on the record, <laughs> I would still really like this record. I would still, I am still a, a fan of yours, which is a weird thing to say to you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. As you look at I, him in the eye. Right. No, I, just, I just, I really appreciate. You're just making up for the fact that you didn't post a poll this week. We yeah, 100%. <laughs> we get it. You are very handsome. Yeah, yes. You are very tall. Just very good looking. Tall, dark, um, handsome, and good at music. Uh, is there a song on this record that, you've gotten good feedback on that you were surprised? Like, is there a song that people have really like gravitated towards that maybe you didn't anticipate when you put it out? Um, no, outside of like, you know, the, the go-tos, at least for me, outside of everybody loving the Lauren Elena duet, um, which already existed and the Mitchell thing, which is new and no one had heard. And we, you know, launched Dan date with the album, the video, if you haven't seen that video yet, just go watch the video once. It's it's one of the coolest things I've gotten to do. So at the end of a bar uh, with my buddy Mitchell. And I would say for me, that one comes up a lot, obviously, because we launched day and date with the album of, of music video. But also tonight we're dancing just because Josh and I have talked about it so much and how much we love this song. And... Rescue Me, I know is your favorite, yes, Haley. it is my favorite. Um, it, I was surprised how many people uh, brought up Hold My Beer, Watch This. People love that, by the way. And it's funny because we play it live. That's yeah, the only one you've been playing but, for a while. But it's just kind of, I was like, all right, well, people have kind of heard this one already. They'll be like more interested in some of the other ones. But who knows, man? I mean, there's there's a lot of songs on there. There's a lot of stuff to get to, and we got plenty of time. That's the one thing that last year made me realize is going, you know what? The only thing I can control is, is me and what I put out, and now that that album is done, I'm good. We just release what we want to release, and it takes however long it takes to get to the next project or whatever we're doing next. But I promise people on Twitter, if we got a billion streams, we'll release a new song. I will release an entire album if we get to a billion streams. I I made a promise, so I can't really go back on that. But yeah, definitely go go stream it this week, guys. Go listen to the whole thing. See what you you fall in love with. And um, again, thank you. Thank you, thank you for an incredible first week. Um, 
someone pointed it out to me that I didn't realize until I listened to the record. You name drop George Strait in the first in the song, beginning and the end. The first yep. song of the record and the last song of the record. It has a nice little bookend to it. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, man. I I did that on purpose. And uh only after we'd written the songs. Yeah. I, I never intended to do that when we started yeah, writing, we but I was like Dude, this is kind of perfect because I can start with a tempo and then I can go to Tonight We're Dancing that drops another George Strait reference. And, you know, somebody that I grew up idolizing and, and having that little Easter egg for me and whoever else cares on the record was just kind of cool. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even like put it together until afterwards. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. All right. Um what are you guys listening to? And don't don't say the record. Just <laughs> pick something else. Uh, we've assaulted everyone for long enough about the album coming out and what we love off of it. And obviously, Josh, you and I have a song on there that we're both really proud of. So, uh, Bear, you want to go first? You're, yeah. yeah, I was going to say you're <laughs> you're reading the insert sure. for my. What were you What were you trying to find? The reference on the first song. Raised country, my upbringing. Oh, that's six. No wonder why. Yeah. Yep. Wait, where's math? Is, math is tough. No, no. It's it's the uh, way that it looks in the insert. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Now, now I'm not so confused. <laughs> <laughs> now I what? am not so confused. I because this when I opened it up, song six is break like you do, and I'm like, what yeah, the that heck was uh, is the that reference? would be kind of hard to find the George <laughs> Trey reference in that one. Anyways, moving on. Um, <laughs> I have been listening all over the place but i do want to give a shout out to a song called lie to me and it's tate mcray and ali gady <laughs> whoa <laughs> lots of syllables in all those names but anyways it's just an upbeat song and it's a girl and a guy it's the pop uppity song and why you ever lied to me baby <laughs> Why uh, lie to me? Uh, why why you lie? <laughs> uppity, uppity song. Like it's a it's a, it's a song about why are you lying to me, but it's like not a like sad like melody song. Yo, so it's an upbeat song. No, it's an uppity song <laughs> <laughs> for uppity people who need to be uppity. What is? Need to be no, uppity. Let's explore this for a second. What is uppity? Do you not? Do you know? Because I do. So I did use the wrong term because uppity yeah. is like <laughs> prestigious, like, like nose up it's in like the air, snooty. Yes, yeah, exactly. I meant upbeat. No, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind. Clearly, I'm looking at the wrong insert song, too. So I am totally Every, Everybody's here. having a great day on the podcast. <laughs> We're so happy to be here with each other. Josh is sleep deprived. Um, I'm yeah, deprived of I, water. I have to say, the whole album, Good Things by Dan and Shay. Um, really, really excited for those guys. Love them to death. Obviously, if you've been following me for long, you know how big a fan I am of both of them, how talented they are. And I've had them out on tour. I mean, they're just incredibly talented. And I'm very, very happy they've got this project out. And, um, yeah, it looks like, at least how everything is trending, they're going to have a really, really big first week. And I'm really proud of them. They played a show here like a couple days ago, didn't they? So Friday, good Friday. good yeah. Things is the title track, so... Parthenon? Par Parthenon. Oh. Say that three times <laughs> fast. Did I say it right? The Parthenon? Parthenon, yeah. Yes, okay. Pantheon. You went for pa I saw you were going. You were reaching for Pantheon, and you backed out of that real quickly. Words are hard sometimes. Ryan, what you got? I've got uh, uh, Wistful Drinking by uh, Sam Hunt. Oh, and that was going to be my other yeah. one. I really so like good. that song. It's, it's just the play on words is just awesome. So, Wistful, wistful Drinking. 
Yeah, I like that one a lot. Mine is before John so Mayer. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so you know, you've written with Jaron. Jaron Johnson's in a band called the Cadillac Three. They're incredible. But before the Cadillac Three, he was in a band called American Bang. Yes, which was incredible. They were primed to take over, and they sort of got market corrected by Kings of Leon. It was like both bands from Nashville. Kings of Leon just got a little bit more notoriety, and they got squashed. But this record is incredible, and the song is called "Wild and Young." Yeah, it is. There, it's. I'm. I'm glad you brought that up because I do love Jaron and um, American Bang. Kind of gets lost in the shuffle now. Yeah, it really. And it's like that. Rec- the record's incredible. The songs are awesome. You see the seeds being planted for what becomes the Cadillac Three and the rest of his songwriting career. But the record is just super cool. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, go check that stuff out. As always, we have a now, I have no idea how many number of songs long playlists. Oh, it's hundreds. It's, yeah. If you ever just want to put something on and let it be random and kind of hit all of uh, your ADD feels. As uh, long as children aren't around. <laughs> Every fourth yeah, song, just remove your children from the room. You'll be all right. And you know who put those songs in that playlist. Mo- most of those Most songs. of them. Yeah. But uh, definitely go check it out. Um, I'm torn. What do we want to go to next? I think go sports. Okay, let's go to sports. Sports! All right. So much to say. Preseason. Yes, preseason. Um, Football. Let's, yeah, let's start, let's start with the Bears. Football. What it's do you back. think of Justin Fields? So, I was writing my own notes the entire time I was watching the game because I think, like everybody else, we were like, what is going to happen? What are we going to see? And unlike any other team, they have most of the teams have their set quarterbacks. So every single one of our quarterbacks played in this preseason game. It wasn't like the main ones were sitting out, but we were just trying to see like what would happen. Dalton really didn't play that long. I mean, it was all right. Whatever. But then Justin Fields finally got on the field. <laughs> you know Andy Dalton's your starting quarterback, right? Yeah, I was like, I know. you know he is starting this season. I know, but... We'll see what happens. Anyways, so the very first drive that Justin Fields gets on the field. I just love saying that. But anyways, the defense brought him back all the way to the end zone for two continuous false starts. And I'm like, great. This is going well. The The defense had two continuous false starts. So it brought them all the way back to the end zone. You mean the offensive line? God dang it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I meant. So two false starts brought him all the way back to the end zone. And then. (laughs) So yes, our offense still isn't that great. But anyways, he had two complete passes. Not great. Like little passes. But what I can say is I started to notice is he's not scared to throw the ball. Unlike when he has to escape the pocket. That is a quarterback's job, by the way, to throw the ball. Yeah, I know that. But every other quarterback we have, like especially Trubisky or anyone, they've always been so scared to throw the ball. And you can see the hesitation. He's just running it and throwing it across his body. He finds some, He tries to find someone. He was better. But he also had that run where he wasn't bringing the ball in and why he lost it. But he immediately corrected himself. Everything that he did wrong, he corrected himself. You know who forced that fumble? Do we? Shaquem Griffin. You want to know UCF. who beat the Dolphins? UCF. Just UCF. Um, by the way, that game was against your Miami Dolphins. You're correct. Um, I'm not overreacting to a preseason game. Neither the am I. There was a Dolphins. You have fan. notes on Justin Fields from a time preseason out, time game. Timeout. Timeout. All right. Look, it's the first time we see him. 
I know it's just preseason, guys, but she does have a point. This is the first time we're going to get to see him. That's the only you get your first preseason game in the NFL as a draft pick, as a high draft pick by a team that really needs a spark. And the one thing that you see is like that little rollout that he did in practice. And again, yes, it's practice, but there's not a whole lot of people that can make that little sidearm throw. We're talking about practice. practice. We're talking about practice, yeah. But 175 total yards, two touchdowns in your first preseason game, one mistake. I, I, I like seeing that. I mean, at least you see a spark. You don't see um, some of the other people that have played in some of the preseason games where it's like, Damn. How long does he sit? What week do you think he start, He takes over as a starting job? Probably, right? Middle of the I, season? I would say... Whichever one is after... Check what the bye week is, and I bet after that one. No, our oh. bye week is week 10. Oh. Which... Okay. Well, okay. that but, would... All right, so what's funny that you say that is this morning, morning. this morning they were talking about on first take on ESPN, um, Stephen A. Smith was saying it was probably week 10 when he would start. Which week 10 is their bye week, so that would mean they have another bye week after the first nine games, and he would start the 10th game. I, I don't I don't think they're going to wait that long. Nagy's too worried about his job, and everyone cheered. All right, wait, wait, wait. It depends on how they start. If, if the defense, Montgomery, and then telling Andy Dalton don't make mistakes works for the first five, six, seven games, they're going to wait. Again, we'll see. We have no idea what's about to happen. By the way, I'm so no, glad I mean, Tua threw that interception. <laughs> Thanks, defense. Yikes. What was that? He, he threw it. Take that shot. He threw it to uh, the defense. Ah. <laughs> Got to start it already. I love it. By um, the way, you know who started after a bye week in his first NFL game? Tua. Tua Tagovailoa. And he's doing just so great. And as you corrected me, and as we will say, and I will say for the rest of my life, Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. In any event, <laughs> Tua. I think <laughs> I think you should be encouraged. So I wa- I watched a little bit of the highlights from that game, and what I liked about the touchdown that he ran in, Justin Fields. Yep, it was very Cam Newton esque. He like kind of stiff armed someone running at him, and then he rolled out and just kind of ran it in. And it just reminded me of like a shorter, smaller Cam Newton. That's what I like. Which could be good. He was an MVP. He's got great legs. Like he's a he's a great. At running the ball too, but I, I'm just happy to see that he wasn't scared to throw the ball and he looked comfortable throwing the ball. So I just, I, I like to see it. I'm not saying we're about to have the best season of our lives, but I just like to see the change in direction that they're going and that we might actually have hope of the Bears franchise having a freaking quarterback. One preseason game. We sat Pat Mahomes for a full season except for week 17. So. It's one preseason. It's, I, I understand it's one preseason <sighs> game, Ryan, but this yeah. is something that we don't get to see very often. I look again. The word that I used was spark for a reason. Mm-hmm. Other than Montgomery, there's not a whole lot that makes that Bears offense go. All seventeen tight ends. Yeah. Well, hey, Jesse James <laughs> got that that touchdown. Ooh, I have a question. Also, I don't know when Cohen's coming back in. So, what's up? Is it okay to gamble on preseason games? Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, the, uh, risky, the, the hotline for gambling problems is 1-800-522-4700, just so you know. I feel like you're is... saying that because of me. <laughs> no. I'm saying that because, okay, when I landed here, the first app I opened was <laughs> the gambling app. That's why I'm asking. I can't do it in Florida you, yet. You can go and say who it was. 
Me. No, it was me. you that was betting on yes. it. Yes. And who else? You. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, okay, I'll go in on it with you. And I was fearful because but we actually we, won that one. Yeah. I, was I bet say. against the Dolphins, by the way. He did. I saw that. When he showed me his little slip, I was like, oh, look at that, the Bears. I just, I can't trust I a, preseason. I can't. I, well, I I trust that it won me a lot of money. It did. <laughs> for anyone uh, wondering what I'm talking about, I had a uh, four-way parlay. Bears money line, Broncos minus two and a half. Preseason. Yeah, Cleveland Browns plus three. Pre-season. And then uh, the Ravens money line. Preseason, pre-season. football. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like, well, Okay. We're at this point now. We're so football starved. We just want football. I'm back just in excited. Our lives. Football is back. I'm. I'm also very excited that uh, the the headlines are not dominated anymore by Dak Prescott's questionable shoulder injury. We haven't heard a word about that <laughs> since he played. Did he play one snap or was it one series? No, but I think, I think they did snap. say yesterday that the M- uh, their, the second MRI came back totally fine. So. He's, they said they'll hopefully I mean, start practicing again, this week. He's fine. Everybody stop freaking out. Just like we're talking about. We're talking about practice. Is he? Yes, he's You're fine. not worried at all? I'm not worried at all. Well, you might have some inside info, but. No, I don't. And I, hey, I would never, if even if I did, I would never use that. Um, not an NFL still, insider? No. And it, it also still kind of weirds me out that I'm friends with the quarterback of my favorite football team. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know how to handle like being friends with Pat Mahomes. I, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, no, Josh, let's play I this really game. Can't see <laughs> what would that. you text Pat right now if you guys were friends? Like you're sending him a text right now. What are you saying? Hey man, have you heard tonight we're dancing by Chris? <laughs> <laughs> do you think you could post about this real quick? It'd mean a lot. Um, hey, do, you, do you mind? Do you, you mind? Do you mind throwing that up there? Hey Pat, you up? No, I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like, Hey man, good move on getting all those Whataburgers to Kansas City. Congratulations. That's He's opening the one, 30, you 30 get franchises. One, you get one text to Patrick Mahomes, and you're congratulating on Whataburger. Hey, man, we're, we talk about life stuff. It's not just football. Okay. Right. <laughs> curious. curious. Um, you know what I text you, Tua? How did, you, how did you feel, even though it's just pre- – go ahead. You know I, what I would text Tua? Stop throwing interceptions. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That was very short-lived friendship. Um, <laughs> Be better at throwing to your team, not the other team. What do you think about so far – KC off season preseason, I mean we beat the 49ers, but it's preseason. I just yeah. I, I put zero anything into it. Did I, he go in at all? I didn't. See I that didn't. Game. I didn't watch any second of the game. I actually did not watch that game. No, it is to me. It is so not. We're not going to. Andy Reid doesn't show what he's going to do. So well, even, no. I mean, they say most of the time in preseason they aren't even adjusting at the line. They send it's for you tempo. In. It's tempo. That's it. It's just yep. like get back into the speed of what this hap- How this goes down. But and and. Since you didn't really watch that one, um, last last question back to you, Bear, before we move on from NFL. Do we believe Justin Fields when he says that the game seemed slow? I think he felt a little cocky. Um, and you know one what? preseason game. 
It's his very first NFL game he's ever played. I know it's not a real game, but still. Everyone's dogging it in that game. Nobody's, you're not running full speed, unless you're Shaquem Griffin. Right, but he may have, like, had this huge expectation going into the game, like, maybe overthinking of how he had to play that game. He had a lot to prove. When he walked out on that field, the every Bears fan that was there was going nuts. They are just so excited to see him play because, again, we need hope. <laughs> like, we don't have any right now. So, he is our hope. And we're not – I think – I think a tight end caught a touchdown, by the way. You didn't hear me say Jesse James. Jesse James, yeah. Got that oh. touchdown. Pay attention, Ryan. Focus. Anyways. Parthenon. I think <laughs> – Pantheon. Pantheon. Par- Parthenon. I think Uppity. I think he could be a little cocky saying that. But if going in with a cocky attitude means that he's going to try and live up to it, and if he doesn't, he's going to – feel like crap but i think he'll try to outdo himself again does that make sense what i'm saying yeah like, the, the other side of that is if you say that in preseason if you get into an actual game that you def- have a that bad def- game that def- well and that defense is like is this slow and then they smash him right so it's it's one of those things where he i i want him to make mistakes and i kind of want him to get knocked to his feet just so he can actually what what a weird be- you bears man you are i am <laughs> i i want him to learn you learn from failure I'm the same way. He's going to learn a lot. Then. Let me tell you, Tua <laughs> nice. hasn't learned yet. Well, what's it? Uh, Lawrence just lost his first game. So that was Pre-season. great. Is, that, is his first game that he's lost since he started playing football? Oh, preseason. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. doesn't count. It's so wild. doesn't count. But he may see it Unofficial. All right. Unofficial. Well, Unofficial I, can, I can tell you something that is official. We'll move on to uh, MLB. Very, very cool story about someone succeeding in their first game. Tyler Gilbert. Threw a no-hitter in his first career big league start in front of his dad. Oh, that's great. I cried like a baby watching his dad. It was Holy so cow. cool, man. Holy cow. What a cool moment. This Arizona is why- Diamondbacks pitcher, by the way, just for those that aren't familiar with him. Uh, and then threw that no-hitter in his first big league start. Pretty cool. Yeah. Just what, I mean, this is what we love about sports is like these kind of stories, this, this kind of stuff happening. That and also the Field of Dreams game. Okay, that and then on top intense. of that, on top of that, <laughs> a Field of Dreams game where the walk-off home run is into the corn. That's amazing. Come on. And there was like sort of two because the Yankees hit a two-run dinger in the top of the ninth. And then at the bottom, it was the, who, and the, so- the White, White Sox. Sox. White Sox. Tim Anderson hit the, Tim Anderson. the walk-off. But what I thought was so cool, and if you watch the beginning of the game, like the, the pageantry around it was so on point. And baseball. Baseball's done a lot of things where they haven't really hit the mark, right? If you if you follow my drift here, they've they've kind of missed, especially on the younger generation. There's there's missteps along the way. They absolutely nailed this. And not only that, it was the most watched regular season baseball game since like 2006. Dude, People loved watching this. Kevin think Foster of, was think there. about yeah. this, by the way. That movie came out in 89. Yeah, I know. 32 and they, years, 32 years ago took them this long to do it but they did it and it was cool and it was because it wasn't just a retread of what they do all the time they're like how do we do something kind of different and get people engaged and like you said led to one of the most watched baseball games i heard an idea and i'm kind of down for this having the all-star game at the field of dreams each year so the midsummer classic now gets played at the field of dreams 
Doesn't everyone loved, care about the All Star game anymore. Maybe not, but I'm saying no, everyone I'm, loved I'm, watching the homers going to the corn. Like, can you imagine a home run derby? I'm not. No, I'm asking a legitimate question. That's not rhetorical. Does anyone care about the All Star game? I'm, when Shohei Otani's pitching and hitting, probably they, <laughs> that's about it. They do when it's in your city, but but by, outside by, of that. And, by and large, it's not the same caliber. It feels as though. So, based upon what you just said, you would never want to take it to the Field of Dreams, where it's not a major city. And but maybe that's what makes it the drawback. Cool, yeah. You know, if if it's already a thing that that gives a minor bump to a big city, why not give a what would feel like a major bump to a tiny place that feels more exclusive? Hmm. It's a way to look at All it. All right, for I'll sure. I see it. I just don't want. So here's. I just hope Major League Baseball doesn't kind of commercialize yeah, it. Yeah, I just don't want that. This was special, and I want it to live on its own as being special, as I just threw out the idea of having the All-Star. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, but it's kind of good against your I, own I, point. Kind of. But I want, this was really unique, and I just don't want baseball to go, look how well that worked, let's keep doing that, instead of like really appreciating what this was, and letting that live on its own. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if they used it as the like special, like sort of how the NFL uses the London game or the Mexico city game where it's like, there's one per season, maybe two. If you did like throwback jerseys, the Dodgers had to wear like the Brooklyn Dodgers sort of like throwback stuff. And like you had that happen there. That makes more sense to me. So right now is a really interesting time in sports because as excited as we are about talking about, those little moments, obviously something that normally doesn't occur in baseball. Um, talking about preseason football, excited for it being, you know, almost here. It's still in that little window where like kind of the only thing going on, like is baseball is. And so it's, it's interesting. So you go to the front page of ESPN and their uh, headline is the Honus Wagner is still the sports card goat. And it always will be. That's the top article on the front page of ESPN. But if you start digging down into our NBA, there's some interesting stuff going on. Um, I mean, again, I, I don't think this is final yet, but evidently the Clippers are acquiring Bledsoe from the Grizz. Yeah, for Beverly, Rondo, and... That Honus Wagner card sold for $6.6 million? Yeah. Yeah, man. Sport, yeah. Sports cards are back. What? Yeah. Sports cards. I didn't mean to interrupt, but holy moly. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. Um, Coming up after the break, why Honus Wagner (laughs) was overrated. I love this headline, by the way, and it's such a good troll job by NBC. Honus Wagner card reestablishes dominance over Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Oh, gosh. Uh, um, Also, the goat. (laughs) The real, the true goat. I was going to say, Rye, since you are wearing a Miami Heat hat. Um, Speaking of goats, Haslam at forty-one signs for a nineteenth season so with happy. the Heat. He's legitimately. Oh, see, Josh loves this too. I love it. It's so sentimental, and it's I cool, will man. Give him a one-year contract every year until he's eighty. I don't care. Let him sit on the bench, be paid, and just be culture guy. That is what he is. He is the last remnants of culture. He it, he might be Heat culture. Ooh, that's he, a hot take. Describe he, what you mean by that. Okay. It's hard to explain, but I'll try to do my best. So there is a culture around the Miami Heat, right, that exists because they are the greatest franchise in sports history. With Whoa! Uh, 
Wow. You so, didn't even argue uh, that when we were doing Never mind. Yeah, nope, yeah. That's fine. No, just let it go. Pat Riley's aura of culture, right? There's a wit like there <laughs> he might be heat culture as he names Pat Riley. <laughs> there is a program you have to meet specific weight requirements. There's a conditioning that guys that aren't a part of this program, this culture of the Miami Heat will never understand. It's a culture of winning. It's a culture of accountability. It's heat culture, baby. I'm done with you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go from people taking L's back to people getting W's back to people taking L's. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Ouch. Ugh. Turns down four years, $84 million extension from the Los Angeles Lakers because he wants $25 million a year. Instead of $21 million, he wants $25 million. So he's going to test his, his strength in free agency. And what does he get? One year, five point eight million. That makes That's me want it. to throw up just thinking about it. I, what an idiot! And well, I'm okay well, with saying that. Well, I, okay. Look, you never put your hands in someone else's pockets, right? To be fair, he to, makes those he, decisions. He was testing his value. He thought he was more valuable, right? The market, the market set, the market set the basically his value, and he over. First of all, I would fire the agent. Whoever my whoever my agent is, like that guy's gone. Because you just cost yourself millions and millions well, and millions. I, of and dollars. wasn't his last game not even good? Yeah, he didn't he didn't play very well the last. That couple. was that was actually what a lot of people have been saying led to this in part was because he kind of fell down and yeah. didn't do the thing that they needed him to do. Yeah, they needed him to be a, a shot creator. He was the with Anthony Davis down, like he's the only other person that can make his own shot, and he did nothing. So he he got one year with who? The Boston Celtics. The seas. Is he even? <laughs> oh, I mean it. Is he a, the sixth man on that team too? No, he'll be. He will probably be the starting point guard of the Boston Celtics now that they can move Marcus Smart to the sixth man role. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I, it's the, him or Peyton Pritchard. So I don't know that they're going to trust a second year dude. You know what this is? It's a prove it deal. It's a one year prove it deal. Everybody loves a prove-it deal. You bet on yourself. And you know what? Maybe coming out of this, he gets more than $25 million a year. Maybe, but let's just run this. Right, whoa. Do we think the Boston Celtics, as constructed, are better than the Brooklyn Nets? No. The Philadelphia 76ers? Yes. No. No. The Milwaukee Bucks? No. Your Miami Heat? No. No. Okay, so at very best right now, we think they could be the fifth best team in the East. Precisely. That's not really a prove-it. That's like, oh, yeah, you are also on a team. That's it. But if he's going to be given a starter's role but my as thing, the opportunity, that, that's going to be an interesting team to watch. Like Kobe, like White, that team. Kobe White averages 20 points or did on the Chicago Bulls. He is not someone that is going to get $84 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just. It was so much money. They offered him so much money. And I'm happy, he I'm have happy that the Lakers, by the way. Oh, they're didn't take thrilled. That just so you know, because it created space for them to add other guys. And the Lakers crushed free agency. And I can't stress to you enough. Kendrick Nunn from your Miami Heat was a great pickup. Culture guy. Malik Monk on a like minimum minimum deal is an incredible pickup. They met Carmelo Anthony on a veteran minimum. They got all of the pieces that they needed by getting by Dennis Schroeder being a little stingy and wanting more money. A little, a give a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot. Did you see uh, LeBron's post by the way yesterday? It's him and Russell Westbrook working out in the gym, and the captions like. 
yeah, of course it's not going to work out. Like, of course we can't work well together. And it's just them in the lab, as he likes to call it, just working out. Of Such course it's not going to work Such out. Such a good troll job. It's a better joke than anything that got said in Space Jam. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, let's go movies. Movies. Oh, man. Um, all right. We did it. We did it. Free guy. It came. It's we went. All. What did you think? I really liked it. I loved it. I was dying the whole time. They had some great jokes in there. I'm not going to lie. I liked parts of it. I And the reason I asked you guys first, and Ryan obviously didn't see it. Sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I wish we, I had. We all went. Yeah, you probably should have gone with I us. They probably wouldn't hurt your wallet as much. Um but free guy, PG thirteen, twenty twenty one, action comedy, uh, one hour fifty five minutes, eighty four percent of Rotten Tomatoes, eighty nine percent of Google users like this movie. When a bank teller discovers he's actually a background character in an open world video game, he decides to become the hero of his own story, one that can rewrite himself. In a world where there's no limits, he's determined to save the day his way before it's too late, and maybe find a little romance with the coder who conceived him. That reads very awkward at the end of yep. that sentence um, conceived well, and, and yeah technically if we were going to spoil it that's not untrue not what happened yeah. yeah anyway um we won't go into that obviously since this movie is so new i i really dug it i'm i'm a gamer i think ryan reynolds is hilarious uh, this was an interesting way to try to create a new ip and do something different um, than just continuing to repeat, you know, an, another franchise. And he's been so adept at over the years, especially recently with what he's done with Deadpool, establishing his own brand of comedy with the, the back and forth between him and whoever, when he was doing the aviation gin commercials, whether it's uh, Hugh Jackman or anyone else that's, that's been involved in like banter with him. He, he has established himself as a persona that goes along with his name. You know it's going to be snarky, really kind of deadpan at times humor, sometimes crossing the line humor, but really, really funny. And uh, it was interesting for me because I think I just had maybe my bar set too high. Yeah. And so it ended up being really good, but it, it was almost like, If you took the movie, and this could be a random one, like if you took Grandma's Boy and the movie Pixels and Deadpool and smashed them all together, that's what this is. <laughs> I got, I got, you know what I I'm got saying? Absorbed that you know what I'm second. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, it really, it really is. It's, it's about these coders and game creators, and it's also about the open world game that exists as the basis of the story to be able to tell this other kind of back and forth between the people in the real world, and also tell the story of Guy, the character. Um, and it was like, there, there's moments where, oh, he found the button. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when just... there's like perfectly set up one liners that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll let you guys explain too. I just, I, I liked it. I'm glad I went and saw it. I don't know if I'm going to go watch this movie again. And for me, that's kind of a hallmark of when I really like something is I would watch it again. I again I loved it I think they did what they 
could with the idea and storyline behind the movie. The, the, the way that they had the storyline and trying to incorporate the gaming aspect, I thought was really well, like really well done. You can sense, could you sense, you were talking about like his own brand of comedy, like the dry humor that Ryan Reynolds does. It seemed like it was just baked into the Oh, scene. yeah, it, and I, I don't, I don't, think, I don't yeah. think they can make this movie without him because it is so predicated on that. Yeah, because on one hand, he has to be this like smiling, everything's, it's not a good day, it's a great day mm-hmm. character. Yes. But then there's like a Groundhog's Day montage of him training and, and leveling up that is <laughs> incredible because you just see all of the like growth and how he, he starts to adapt and change. And, and there's, you know, obviously with the uh, the advent of Disney being involved, there's a great references. Cameo. Yeah, there's references from <laughs> other stuff. I was the happiest woman in the world. I, that, one was, that one was cool. Well, and you know who Antoine was, right? Yes. The, do you know who that you, was? Do you did you ever realize this? Maybe not. No. It's and I'm gonna screw up his name, but I believe it is pronounced Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. That's how I was gonna say it too. And I, I, if we were wrong, forgive us. Yeah, he is the guy that directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I did not yeah. realize yeah. that. Yeah, he's like a really well known director. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It makes me love the movie even more. So there's just there's little Disney. Easter eggs throughout the whole thing. That's uh, great. That was really cool. <laughs> great. <laughs> and I, I had to point out one that you guys didn't notice. And I told you this, Josh, and I haven't told you yet because I, I was wondering if you would realize it. Did you ever understand the thing with his best friend in the video game? The cop. Hmm. What was his name? Buddy. You're not my buddy guy. If that's not a direct call, it's the two Canadian characters in South Park. There's a whole thing where they're like, I'm not your guy, buddy. You're not my buddy guy. Where they start going back and forth. Oh. And Ryan Reynolds is Canadian. We feel like, like it was on a purpose. little. Yeah, I, Definitely I it, seems like a call. But it's yeah. like There's a no, really low key one if, yeah. if it is. Cut. It's a deep cut. Because I, I, I usually pick up on that stuff and it, I it completely flew I left and I, I asked Josh immediately. I'm like, did you notice the buddy and the guy thing? And he's like, what? And I'm like, maybe I'm reading too much into this. But I think I, I'm going to have to look this up and see if he says it in an interview now that it's out. Right. Huh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I, see, this is what I love about Ryan Reynolds and usually everything he's in because the little you just love ryan reynolds let's oh, be let's yes, be honest okay i mean like you guys realize that he's been you know what he's been this character for a very long time go back and watch blade trinity do you remember that go he back and blade trinity oh yeah dude that's he that's his character he was he is he is bits of this in van wilder going oh, back even further sure. like he is that sense of humor yeah. and sarcasm and wit and does it with a smile basically his entire career it's just gotten drier and better and more clever as he's gotten older yeah well and couple goals with blake lively and how much they rag on each other it's freaking amazing (laughs) couple goals um all right next week old (laughs) we're gonna do it this is gonna happen (laughs) you're gonna do it we're gonna stop adding on the movies after the yes podcast you're going to force me to see a scary movie it's, 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 it's more of a thriller. It's, yeah, it's not really a... I, I jumped in the theater seeing the previews. Did you find Signs scary? 
No. I think this is going to be much closer to that Signs than, yeah. <laughs> What's the there word? were aspects of signs that, that <laughs> yeah. were jumping. Well, like they were the, jumpy the, scenes. The, and the birthday birthday party yes. video scared the well, crap out of me. Well, coming from someone who lived in between cornfields and beanfields when that movie came out, it was traumatizing. <laughs> Field of dreams. This is why I also, like, I feel like there's a little element of The Ring, which frightened me frightened me back in the day and i the feel ring like there's is a, a horror movie though yeah like, there's no I, question I, there seems to be traces of that in this though i don't think it so. feels that way to me see I, I mean we haven't seen it yet so this is kind of good that we're talking about it but it just sort of feels like it's you're not going to know what's going on the whole time until 20 more minutes to go you know what i mean yeah like, i it feels like it is going to be exactly what most people want and expect from that director m night my mm -hmm. guy you're a big M. Night All right, guy? then. Yeah, I, I liked even the ones that people hated, like Lady in the Water. Loved that one. I'd see, I didn't hate it, and everybody really talked about how much they thought that one sucked. Yeah, I really, I really liked it, and I liked it even more because it, as it turns out, it was a, which tells you a lot about his parenting style, but it was a story that he made up that he told his children and read them to bed. Just terrifying. Well, terrifying. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done that, but uh. I don't know why I didn't realize that M Night was also the Sixth Sense too. Mm -hmm. So you've mm -hmm. got the Sixth Sense, you've got Signs, Unbreakable, yep, which Split. I, and I love those. I uh, the Village for me sucked. I loved the Village. See, I didn't like that one. I called out what was happening in it. Time for some spoilers. Like pretty quick, but I'm not gonna say what it was. I just wanted to hit the button. Um, <laughs> But I found it really enjoyable. And I liked the idea of it. I liked that there was, I guess I can say now, um, I liked that there was a group of people that wanted to remove themselves and kind of live in a simpler time from modern stuff. But, I, yeah, it just, it, it is. It was pageantry. We, we have talked about the suspension of disbelief in film and in movies before, but. I, that one was a little much for you. Yeah. According to our friends at pastemagazine.com. <laughs> what? Our friends at pastemagazine.com. Your they, source for all things uh, blue. <laughs> pastemagazine.com. Big, big fans of big horses. Big fan of paste. Big fans of horses. Love paste. <laughs> the Sixth Sense is ranked as the greatest M. Night Shyamalan movie, followed by Unbreakable. And then coming in third, randomly, the first hundred minutes of Signs. What? That's what it says. The first hundred minutes. Oh, of they don't like the end of it. Yeah, get the hell out of here. Stop there were that. a lot of people that didn't like the end of it, though. There, there that's are an M Night movie, though. Like that's the whole thing. Is you know, it is an hour long, hour and a half long build up to whatever the twist is. Look, take it up with Paste Magazine, not me. <laughs> wow. All right. Let's move on. Let's go to the hot take. <laughs> hot take. Especially since this one is movie related. Um, this is yours, right, Josh? It is. This was something that I was kicking around for a little bit. We wanted to talk about who the best fictional movie president is. Not television. Not some documentary that was fake. Movies. Movies only. And for me, in 1996... We will not go quietly into the night. I knew this is. We will not vanish without a fight. We're gonna live on 
we're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. Bill Pullman as Thomas J. Whitmore is the single most inspiring, dedicated, decorated fighter pilot president we have ever had. And he is at the top of my list as the greatest movie <laughs> presidents. Wow. I met him once. Was he, was he really? cool? He was cool. He, he seems cool. like a cool dude. Yeah. Did he seem presidential when you met him? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. I mean, yeah. there, you That's, have to have I mean, a little bit of... Uh, was that just your brain going like... You're, yeah, you're, I, couldn't, <laughs> I, I could not divorce the sight of him from that movie. It'd be like if I met Elijah Wood, I'd be like, Frodo! <laughs> like it would, it, yeah. would just, I, it would just be in your head. Yeah, yeah the whole time. Ah, Kelly Clarkson. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next, or is this me? Who wants to come up against the king? I I will gladly. Go ahead. Take a swipe. Um, But I, I kind of want to see where you go first, because I've got two that I could do. And I don't want to be a Ryan. I don't want to be a Ryan and mention two of them. Don't do it. Don't seesaw. Pick one. I had another one, too, but I'm not going to do it. You got to pick one. I'm going to pick one. All right. It's a movie that we've watched on this podcast. And I wasn't a big fan until watching Air Force One. James Marshall. Of President James Marshall. But let me tell you, his role, his aura, Mr. President, Harrison Ford. Excellent job in Air Force One. My close second was Morgan Freeman, but still. All right, so I'm going to, do you have one? Would you like to go first? This guy has not played the president once, not twice, but three times. And that is Mr. Morgan Freeman. Freeman. Alan Trumbull. Angel has fallen. <laughs> yep. Yep. And he, he, who can't listen to Morgan when he speaks? Like, and by the way, I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and you're wrong. He's played the president four times because not only was he the he president was in the vice Angel. President. No, not only was he the president in Angel Has Fallen and all of those movies. He was the president in Deep, Deep Impact. Impact. Yep. Not the same president, though. You can't be. No, 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 no. But he he is the biggest emblem of what could be a great president. My problem with him as president is that it seems as though the country hits the skids every time. <laughs> <laughs> he cannot protect well, the White that, House. He can't protect anything. That's so. a good point. Well, if you're president, you you know you should be in control of those things. Meanwhile, Thomas J. Whitmore is getting into a fighter plane and fighting aliens on your behalf. Dude, all right. <laughs> first of all, if you bring up the word plane, president, movie, get off my plane. James Marshall. Air Force One. Yes. Um, but if I've got to pick a fourth one, I am going so far left, you guys are going to have no idea what to do with this one. It is... 1993? No. Oh. You, have no idea, you have no idea where I'm going. Where, where did you think I was going? I had, I had so many. There's actually been like... There's one other person that I go far left for. There. Uh, can we just like mention, right. we've had some really good movie presidents because... Jamie yeah. Foxx. That was a that was <laughs> that a great, was great one. James Dale, Mars Attacks. That one's great. Yeah. Um. Uh. <laughs> ah. Shoot. I didn't look up his name, but and, from and uh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was great. Um. Kevin Klein as Dave Ko- Kovic as Bill Mitchell in yes, Dave was yes. great. The guy who played the president in National Treasure Two. All right, and uh, none of those are the guy that I'm about to name. Yep. And you will have forgotten about this if you never watched this movie, and it was from '06. But it is Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho (laughs) 
Terry Crews in Idiocracy. <laughs> no, it no. is fantastic. He was amazing, and it's Terry Crews. It's what the plants crave. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God! Wow. This makes sense only to you and I. <laughs> yes. If you've seen this movie, you know what Josh is referencing, and it is fantastic. He does such a good job, kind of subverting it on purpose. It's amazing. Mm, Morgan Morgan Freeman's still the better one. <laughs> Y'all already took mine, so I had to go left. I had to go left. You field. could have agreed with one of us. Um, by the way, from our friends at ScreenRant.com. Yes. Hi, friends. Uh, Welcome back. Number five, James Marshall from Air Force One. Number four, Dave. Yeah. 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 93. Uh, number three, Tom Beck from Deep Impact. Morgan Freeman. Also Morgan Freeman. Number two, Alan Trumbull from Angel Has Fallen. And then the number one, none of the ones we've mentioned. Michael Douglas. Jack Stanton from Primary Colors. Oh. Interesting. Well, I'm glad my, my choice was two and three. <laughs> I think that that's rude that Bill Pullman's not on that. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I think he is. I think he's just not top five. Uh, I said what I said. Yeah. Uh, number eight. He's number eight on Screen Rat. That's criminally underrated. Um, <laughs> all right. That's going right. to be a great poll this week. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, Terry Crews, Bill Pullman, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Like, what a dinner party that would be. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to go hang at that party. I'm not going to lie. I mean, who wouldn't vote for all of them right now? Yeah. Like, let's go. <laughs> I mean, my, mine is going to get crushed, but I don't care. I had to do it just because I think it's hilarious. I honestly don't know what's going to win this one. I'm really, glad, I'm really glad that you knew. I oh, didn't yeah. know if you'd seen Idiocracy before. Oh, yeah. I know that probably neither one of y'all have, right? Mm -mm. What about President Schwarzenegger from uh, the Simpsons movie? <laughs> We've had some good presidents. Oh, man, you know what? That technically counts, doesn't it? It does. Crap. That's a sneaky good one, by the way. Can I change mine? No. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, no. Dang it. All right. Terry Crews is so, so much better. All right, guys. Make sure you go vote on the poll. Rye, it is so good to have you so here in person here. in town. We love you. Love I love you. all of you guys listening. Thank you so much for listening to the quad with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris from Josh, Ryan, Haley. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Listen to how dumb this sounds if you've never seen this movie. It, it's exactly what the movie is. This science fiction comedy takes place 500 years in the future with the world as a dystopia ruled by commercialism and anti-intellectualism. Terry Crews plays the president of this crazy world with an even crazier name, Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. While an obviously terrible president, Camacho was a hilarious character. He enters a room with as much fanfare as a pro wrestler and dresses like a man who ran through the 4th of July section of a Walmart. Wow. <laughs> That's actually a really accurate way. <laughs> you know, the Wall Street Journal has done ranking the 44 fake presidents from worst to best. 44 fake presidents. Now, it's not just movies. They've done like, right. they do TV obviously shows like Kevin Spacey, you know, for House of Cards. Like That's why we limited it to movies because I hands knew down, it, was gonna get, it was going to do so too many. many. Yeah, Hands down. I totally forgot the like some of the presidents on this. Like Billy Bob Thornton yep. in Love Actually. Yep. Like... Yes, very presidential, Billy Bob Thornton. Like these are non-sling blade, <laughs> less, <laughs> less, doing less. <laughs>
acting president Glenn Helen Walken, uh, John Goodman on the West Wing. Oh yeah, that's West right. Wing, that's actually, West one. Wings that is a really good one. If yeah. we were to include the Aaron Sorkin types, yeah, that's that. Would I be mean, a really good look, one. we could do I, TV. We could do next week. We go TV. Let's do TV next week. Let's, Let's do, do it. it.